Welcome to the Born Unbreakable Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments, and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Brossery. More than just bra straps, the accessory I love. With styles from dainty to daring, you will too. Click the link in the description or go to brossery.com and use promo code BUSHIP to get free shipping on your order today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I am so excited for the guest that we have on today's show. My friend, personal development coach, Justin Rambo. And Justin has an incredible story, which I'm going to let him tell you the details, but just as a bit of a backdrop, Justin has had a fair share of hardships in his life growing up, everything from twice dropping out of college, having a temper growing up and having to manage through that, having his first child at a young age, stacking up debt that was in the six-figure range, and many people that have that many struggles early on would want to give up. And Justin didn't do that. He was able to find that turning point and at his third attempt, finish college, get his degree, start a business in 2013, and really dive into personal development in 2014. And from there, it was a propelling gesture, you know, posture in his life where he established his podcast called the Versatile Success Podcast. So definitely look that up and subscribe to that because it is incredibly motivating. Uh, but he also wrote his first book, which is incredible. So go out and get that book. Um, we'll make sure you got the details of that. But Justin, welcome to the show. Des, thank you for having me. And as you're reading some of those things, you forget. And so you're reading it. I'm like, yeah, I did do that. But no, I definitely appreciate being on your your uh podcast and your platform. And I'm just excited to share my journey and hopefully help someone out and help some listeners out. Um, and just to have this, this awesome conversation. Yeah, I, I'm so excited about this, but I really want to start with your story. I know I gave the cliff notes version, but I would love to hear from you a little bit deeper. What was up with all of the things that was going on in your life prior to the personal development journey? Yeah. So there's three major points that have dominated my life from as early as I can remember. So you touched on one of them was the temper. Uh, and I guess the second one you touched on was repeating college. And to dive deeper into that is I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I actually felt when I was young, I would tell myself, okay, I'm not smart enough. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit slower and I was downright in my mind, stupid. So I had the temper. I didn't feel smart enough, but I was a great athlete. So those are the three things that have dominated my life from, from early on. 
And so how it all started was in first grade, we would have these math equations and reading assignments and like one or two sentences to write before lunch. And so how it went was after lunch, you would come back and you would have recess. I was a kid who would come back from lunch and have to finish the work that I didn't finish before. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not as fast as everyone else. I'm, I can complete it, but I'm not as fast. Well, then it started getting a little bit harder. So that was strike one, right? Me feeling like I'm not as good as these other kids. Strike two was we started having the reading and math groups, group one, group two, group three. Group one, you know, the, the really bright kids. Group two, intermediate. Group three, the kids that need help. So in math and the reading, I was in group three. Okay, strike two. I'm really not as smart as these other kids. And then the third strike was we would have a special help teacher come into the classroom, take a group of kids out to help them on reading and math. Well, I was in both of those as well. So in first grade, I told myself I'm not as smart as the other kids. So that's how uh, my feeling of my education or I guess the academia part of it came into play. But in terms of being an athlete, I realized I was really good in first grade as well. So we had, it was like the end of the day and the teacher was like, you know, the weather's getting better because I live in uh, upstate New York. The teacher was like, okay, we're going to go out for recess. You know, you walk single file line in elementary school. So we're walking single file and then we get to the door in the opening. We can see the playground, you know, the sky is blue. It's warm out. We're excited. We get to the door and the teacher goes, okay, wait here. And when I tell you guys you can go, you can just run out to the playground. So we're all excited, but we're waiting for the teacher to say, okay, you can go. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then everyone catches up to the doorway. Teacher's like, okay, you can go. So we all take off running. And then I don't hear anyone else behind me. And I'm thinking in my head, did I miss something? Did she call us back? What, what's going on? So as I'm running and I'm starting to think this, I look back and everyone else is still running too. I just happened to be a lot faster than the, than those kids. And so I realized at that moment, okay, I, I'm pretty good athletically. You know, I didn't really know what sports was, but I knew I could move better than a lot of the kids. And then the anger part, that was just something that perpetuated itself from multiple things throughout life. So one being my relationship with my father wasn't a bad relationship at all. But he was more so of uh, the disciplinary area, the down south Georgia military guy. You know, don't question me. Don't say anything. And he worked a B shift. So I didn't really see him. And for those that don't know what the B shift is, it's pretty much when I got home from school, he was at work. So I would only see him in the morning. So I didn't have that, that the emotional type of relationship. Right. So I just thought, you know, you're going to be a man. You're going to be tough. And what really happened is anytime I felt stupid, my guard went up. So the temper would come out. So anytime anyone said anything that in my mind I perceived as them making fun of me, the temper came out because I'm I'm tough and I don't want you to make me feel like I'm not smart because I already feel like that anyway. And so those three things perpetuated for a long time. Now, they all pretty much got knocked out at some point in time, but this is like a little over a decade later. But as the story goes and as we'll dive into as I had gotten older, 
I was living my life through the lens of the first grader and not who I actually was. That is amazing to think of how that young paved how you saw yourself in two dimensions, one of them being insufficient academically, one being maybe more accelerated athletically. And it's kind of this dichotomy that is interesting. So as that played out into your adulthood, you know, you learned about the college aspect of it. So talk, talk to me about that. What was it like when you got to that point? Yeah. So a little bit prior to college, like I said, I was a good athlete. So my main sports were football and track. So about 11th grade in high school, I started getting recruited from uh, colleges to play football. So they would take me out of class and recruiters would come talk to us. And I probably had two shoe boxes full of either questionnaires or recruitment letters from these colleges. But they all pretty much wanted one thing, my GPA. And I knew at that point, <laughs> you know, it wasn't looking too good. But I thought, you know what? I'm a great athlete. I've grown up in the same area. I've always been able to get by. Teachers will let me off the hook. Administrators will let me off the hook. I was the athlete in the area. So I was used to getting my way. But the recruiters didn't grow up in my area. They didn't care. So I remember I go up to my guidance counselor. And I didn't know what my GPA was, by the way in 11th grade because I was so scared to see it, right? It's like when you don't have a lot of money in your bank account, you don't want to check it. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened was I go up to my guidance counselor, I get my GPA, she folds it up and hands it to me. I don't open the piece of paper, but I hand it to my football coach in the locker room right before phys ed class or something like that. He opens it and I try to you know, walk away. He goes, oh my gosh, you have a one point something GPA? And I was embarrassed because everyone heard it. And so I realized then, okay, I'm not going to be able to go to a good school at all. But still in my mind, in the back of my mind was, you're not smart enough anyway, so just play football. And I ended up going to school to play football at a community college, a, a junior college, my first year. And I perpetuated the same behavior. Really good athlete, terrible student. To where, you know, I made it onto the team. I made it to the uh, the starting lineup and the travel team and things like that. Grades still weren't good. I really struggled in school then because I wasn't in my home area. I wasn't on my home turf, which means I couldn't get away with stuff because I didn't know the professors. They didn't know me. The administrators didn't know me. I didn't know who they were. I wasn't home. And so long story short, I ended up pretty much finishing the first semester. And then in the second semester, just like, not going to class at all. And when I came back that year, think how it happened. I came back that year and about a year later, I had my first daughter. So now wow. what happens is if you remember my story, three things, terrible temper. I didn't feel smart enough, but football, I was really good in sports. No longer am I playing sports. So now how do I feel terrible with the temper and I didn't feel smart enough. So those two things started to drive the, the, the actions for the next five years. But within those things driving the actions within those five years, it also propelled me to 
overcome those actions. So while it was driving me, it propelled me to overcome those actions. So it's like if you're driving a car, you don't know you need gas unless you're driving a car sometimes, right? Because, you know, the needle won't move or you just don't know. So I had to drive that car in order to in order to overcome those things or shift my mindset, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was the turning point for you? Because you went from, so at some point, starting your own business, what led you down that road? Yeah, so the turning point, it honestly came in a couple of different phases, but I can clearly remember the first one. It was, I started getting, uh, so I was working warehouse jobs, full-time jobs, and I didn't, I wanted more out of life. I'm like, I don't, I see these guys who are in their, you know, 60s and 70s, they're still working there, and I've always wanted more out of life. You know, my first thing was, okay, I wanted to go to the NFL. Well, I'm no longer playing sports, but I still want more out of life. I'm a driven individual, and so, you know, I, I dropped, or after I dropped out because I had my first daughter, working in warehouses, uh, this isn't for me. Let me drop down to part-time in this warehouse and go back to school. Well, this is 2008 now and the economy crashed, so they let go of all the part-timers. Luckily, I was in school. But guess what? My mind was, I'm not smart enough. So what I was thinking manifested and produced itself in the physical, which means I wasn't studying, I wasn't doing the classwork, so what did I do? I ended up drop out, dropping out again. So one of the shifts was I got a part-time job in an affluent area where I was the only African-American male. I had my hat on. I had my earrings in. I didn't change how I looked, but I changed how I presented myself because I, I wanted to present myself in a different light than I was before, meaning I was used to getting the things I wanted because I was a good athlete. Well, I'm not playing sports, but let me work towards something now. Let me actually put some work behind it. Let me present myself in a better uh, a better way. Let me speak better. Let me get to know people. Let me talk to people. Let me try to move up within this company, even though I was part-time. So I started moving up. I was part-time. And then I realized you can actually do something. It's not just about you thinking that you can't do it. You actually have to put the physical work behind it. But the physical work started with that one thought of, let me see what I can do with this. And so that was a shift for me. So I ended up going back to school for the third time. But this third time, time's a charm. Third time's a charm. But this time I'm older. This time I've seen the fruits of my labor in that part-time job. This time I tell myself, like, I can do it. I just have to figure out how I learn. It wasn't that I was, wasn't smart. I realized I was living my life through the lens of the first grader. Now I'm in my uh, mid, like late to, to mid twenties. And so I feel like I have an advantage over a lot of people. I'm a little bit more calm, a little bit more tame. The temper would still be there though. So football's out the way. I'm realizing I'm, I'm actually smart in how I actually learn. So I'm not really, really feeling uh, inadequate in terms of the academics anymore. And so I end up graduating, but by this time when I graduate, I'm 26 and I have two daughters. So I'm finishing school while I have kids. And I think that was one of the driving forces is because I wanted to show them that I can actually do it. But the temper part is still there. So the two daughters, their mother and I, 
we didn't get along. We're both like hothead type of individuals. And so I'm realizing I don't want to live my life like this. I, I don't play sports anymore. So that's out the window. And I've actually graduated. I, I'm a smart individual. And I had to realize I learned different. Not everyone learns the same, but I put myself in a box in first grade because you didn't know any better. So I thought that's how you're supposed to learn. You know, when I, when I actually got to college for my third stint, my GPA was higher. Uh, a lot of the classes that would be hard to where or be so hard to where the professor would put a curve on the test, I would get one of the highest grades all the time. It was I was going to school for something I was passionate about. OK, I'm making strides. Let me start to figure out this temper because it's been rearing its ugly head since I was a kid. And so for me, I had to do a lot of internal work. So we'll fast forward. I graduated in, in 2011 with my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. And then in 2013, I opened my first business, right? Late 2013, personal training, brick and mortar studio. So, you know, I'm back in my hometown now. Everyone knows me. I was the athlete back then, but now I'm opening up a studio. It's in the newspaper. And they said, hey, where are all your, your um, medals from when you played sports in high school? Right. And then we're going to talk about your business and all those things. And so it's on the main street and people are seeing the sign. And to everyone else, everything on the outside looks really good. Right. He has his business. He graduated. Now, by this time, I had split with my uh, ex at the time. With with the two daughters. So we were going through a lot of turmoil, turmoil, you know, custody, child support, those things, the things that really, you know, that it's hard for a lot of people. Yes. We're arguing, we're not getting along, we're fighting on the phone, a lot of back and forth. So this is early 2014. And I realized, dude, you need to change. Like, it's not just everyone else's fault. You can't just get by. You need to actually do something to change. You've gotten through school. You've realized if you put some work into something, you you need to change. And you've always been an in-depth thinker. And so I went to a conference Right. I started a business. I went to a conference and the guy who was speaking was a multimillionaire who used to be homeless. So I'm there thinking, OK, he's going to tell us how to make money. When we get there, he never mentions money. He talks about personal development. He talks about self-awareness. He talks about self-identity, self-worth, things like that. So I'm like. Oh, I, I like the sound of this stuff because you can see the transformation. So I get home and I'm like, okay, personal development. Where do I find it? Like, do I go to a vending machine? Like, do I press a button? Like, where's personal? I don't know where it is. And so long story short, this is 2014. So from 2014 to 2018, I really dove into myself, who Justin Rambo is, you know, why I feel certain ways, where the anger comes from. Because once I realized where the anger come from comes from, I then realized I don't have to live my life out of that notion anymore because I, I've identified the sources, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, if you have anger issues that it's not always, that it's just identifiable, um, but you, you can manage it is what I'm saying. And so 2014, 2018, I really take a, a, a deep dive into myself, right? Still have the business, still going through a lot of stuff with, with my ex at the time. 2018 rolls around and I take it a step further. I enroll in some courses, do some real, real deep work. 
closed the business down. People are like, well, why did you close the business down? I realized the business wasn't me. Personal training wasn't me. I did it because it was something I was good at because I used to be an athlete and people asked me to train them. But what I realized through the training was I would always talk to someone from a mental standpoint. A lot of my clients would tell me their personal problems. They would come to me for advice because I was working on myself. And so that allowed me to help them as well. Close the business down, trying to figure out what to do in my life because I know personal development for me is, is, is important. It's a thing. But like, what do I do next with my life? I don't know what to do. So I, I got a couple of jobs, uh, one being a, and this is important. So my first job after I closed down the business, I go back to the same company that I had, that I was a part of part-time when I, when I was getting the promotions in the affluent area, I go back to that same company. I still have a really great reputation, reputation, uh, five or six years later, everyone loves me. So there's a position open, a high level position where now, okay, they say Rambo's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, he has a degree now and this position is perfect for him. They gave me the, they offered me the position. I have a nice office, like a little window office. Uh, I have 90 part-time staff with, which was difficult. Right. Yeah. And so I stayed at that job for about a year and a half and I was miserable. Same company, but I was miserable. So we'll get to why uh, it all ties in. We'll get mm -hmm. to why in a little bit. But I was miserable. So I leave there, you know, try to figure out what I should do. 2019 rolls around. I said, you know what? I'm working on myself. Personal development is working for me. It mended a lot of my own issues, healed a lot of things with inside me, but also healed and mended the relationship with my the, the mother of my two daughters where we got along, she would come to me for advice. She said, you really matured. Like things really happened. Now, you know, I was telling her about personal development and she would call me and say, Hey, you're, you're the uh, logical one here. You're, you're someone I can talk to. So I'm realizing this personal de development thing is a thing. People have always come to me for the advice. So what do I do? 2019, I said, you know what? If I dedicate this whole year to eliminating all my distractions focusing on meditation, mantras, affirmations. What would happen if I dedicate an entire year without distractions? What would happen? So every morning I would get up at 430 in the morning. The wife was asleep. Kids are still asleep. Come downstairs. It's dark. I would do my meditations, mantras, affirmations. And I would ask the universe, what should I be doing? Like, I don't, I know I, there's something here, but what to, like, what should I do? And I thought it would take a whole year to find that answer. So this was early January 2019. I made my mantra, which uh, or my affirmation, which says I'm a powerful, hardworking family man who will stop at nothing in order to achieve physical, mental, emotional, spiritual and monetary success in order to break generational curses and create generational wealth. And then I would ask the universe. Like, what should I do? Show me what should I do? February 25th, 2019, I get home early from work, a job I was working. Turn the fireplace on. It's snowy here, right? We're upstate New York. It's snowy here. The wife is still at work. Kids are still at school. I open a self-help book. I read a page. And then all of a sudden, like a lightning bolt, the answer came to me. The idea came to me. You need to start a, a personal development company. The company's name is Versatile Success. 
By the end of that night, I had the EIN, the LLC, and the logo created. So what I call that is a download day. And by the way, you need to write a book. Me? Write a book? A kid who had a one point something GPA in high school? A kid who doesn't like to really read? Nah, I'm just going to interview some people and then write a book. But I told myself, you know what? You figured out how you learn best in the third student college. You figured out how you operate best. You can write the book. All right, let me put my skills to test, to the test. I wrote the book in six weeks. And the book is called Turn Down the Noise. And the reason it's called Turn Down the Noise is because my own journey with personal development, and then that early 2019 of eliminating all my distractions, I realized I had the answer for what I should be doing the whole time. I was just so distracted before to see it. And so that's why why I call it a download day, because it's like when you have a radio dial, if you're in the car, right? Mm -hmm. And you turn it and you hear a little bit of static. You don't really know what's going on, what song is playing, who's talking. You turn it a little bit more. You hear some words. Okay. You can tell if it's male, female, whatever the case is, or if it's music, you hit the right station, you get all the information. And so I had no distractions. I got rid of cable. I stopped. Uh, I got rid of social media. I deact- deactivated my accounts. And then I did something that a lot of people are like, well, why'd you do that? I stopped listening to music. And everyone's like, well, I don't, I sort of get it, but like, really? So this is what I did. In the times, the downtimes where I normally would listen to music on the car rides to work or, you know, getting ready in the morning. I would put on self-help, motivation, personal development. I was feeding my brain the entire time with things that were food for my brain, my body, my being. Took two months. The answer came to me because I had no distractions. So I know it's a long story, but that's that's how I got to where I am now. That is incredible. So it was going back to the point you made about being in the office it was your drives doing personal development that took you away from the office. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Whoa, that is incredible. And I just think that the first thing, there's two words that came to my mind when you were telling your story. I wrote them down. Awakening was the first word. There was this this deep reflection that you had about your life. And once you started exploring that, you had this awakening. And then the second word that I wrote down was focus. Mm -hmm. You got laser focused and took away all those distractions because what you've described is a monumental feat that was done in astronomical time. (laughs) Six, Six weeks to write a book that often takes years. Yeah. For people to do. And so to to accomplish that is so incredible, Justin. Yeah. Well, wow. like I said, I, t- I, I realized how I operate. And so the reason why I said that the the company I used to work for when I was part time and I was really good and I went full time years later and I was terrible is because I wasn't operating in my gift the second time. But the first time I was, I just didn't realize what my gifts were. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized it, it allowed me to start the business, write the book, start the podcast all within a span of a couple months, pretty much, because I I, I understand how I operate in my zone of genius because I've laid my foundation. That was the key. 
I had to find my foundation first because I was able to build on a solid foundation as opposed to a, a foundation that has cracks or a foundation that ha doesn't have, um, you know, the right substances within it to keep it stable once the storms come. And mm -hmm. so that was the key for me. 2019 was a banging year for you. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was a very pivotal, pivotal year for me, where there was just a shift. But mm -hmm. it wasn't so much so like it just happened. When I started working on myself in 2014, that's when it happened. When I thought about myself in first grade, that's when it really happened because I had to go through all those things in order to get to this place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that exploration, I mean, cause yeah, you're talking about from 20, for four years of deep, deep investigation until you kind of accelerated it when you realized you had to eliminate those distractions. So let's fast forward. So you had 2019, that is the foundation you laid with the book, with the podcast, with the company. And then in 2020, you developed your signature program, personal development program called Lost and Found. What about that? Yeah. So with my own journey, and I go by these four rules, right? So you start with your foundation, which is the F. So you have, it's F S G T. So foundation first. And then once you get to your foundation, you realize what your strengths are, your superpowers, and you utilize those strengths or superpowers for the goal or a goal or two goals or however many goals you want, but you know, you don't want to over overdo it. So that's the G the goal, because the goal is now action, which is tied to your strengths, which is tied to your superpower. And then you wrap it all up with traits that you need for sustainment and beyond. And so that's what I realized once I reflected, once I had my awakening, I reflected and I had to figure out my process because I wanted to help all other individuals. And so I figured out that process and I wanted to see if it worked with other people, because, you know, sometimes when you do something for you, it may work for you, but to other people, it won't work. And so I said, OK, let me try this in a program format. And how it started was I was going to run a five week program. Where I would train individuals two times a week. And there would be uh, homework assignments and just different things, challenges. And I would lead these things every single month. And that, and I put my fir first one out. People were signing up and it was working for them. To the point where I started saying the program changes the trajectory of your life. And so some people would give me some pushback and say, so what am I going to become an overnight success or a millionaire? I said, no. If you think about your life over time, a one degree shift over the course of your life has changed the trajectory of your life. And from like the first group alone, I knew I had something special because the participants were sending me DMs after the different meetings and they were just so grateful and talking about how much the affirmations helped because I'm big on the affirmations, talking about how much the, the different assignments and we've had individuals who have started their businesses. We have had individuals who have, now listen, this one is the most important. I'm the youngest of three. And so, you know, older siblings don't really listen to you. No. And my sister and I were two years apart. So, you know, she really doesn't listen to me at all. But I said, listen, I have something here. You got to do this program because she was going through a lot of stuff. 
for months, she would curve me, which means like she wouldn't, no, I don't want to do the program. No, I'm okay. And so I gave her one last effort. I said, I need you to do the program. She's like, all right, fine. I'll do it. About after two weeks, she sent me a DM and she was like, I got to tell you something. This is the first time I actually believe in myself and I can cry. That was all the validation I needed. That's my sister. And she said, normally when family members or someone that you know, a friend, if they train you on something, you can't see past that person. She's like, I I was able to look at you as my personal development coach throughout the entirety of the program. And so I'm starting to get more and more stories like this from other people. And so I ran the program every month with a new group of individuals for about six months. And a lot of individuals were like, some people can't make the times. So why don't you turn it into an automated course where you, everything's pre-recorded. I said, okay, I have all the equipment here. I've never done it before. I'll do it. So it took me about four months, put everything together. And now I have it as an automated course. So pretty much how it works is it's a full on lost and found process where you have individuals who need more clarity, individuals who are not sure who they are, individuals who know they want more, but don't know what to do. Pretty much me when I was in that stage, it takes them through a four week journey where we have them and help them set their foundation. And through their foundation, they understand what their superpowers and their strengths are. And then through that, they start to set some goals because one of the main takeaways is after the program is over, you have a 30 day goal that is tied to your strength, which is tied to your foundation. You, because what happens throughout life is sometimes if we don't know ourselves, we try to do everything because it looks good. And this person is doing that. And that person is doing that. And we're trying to do it like this person. And, but it's not really tied to us. And so when we fail in those things, we get down on ourselves. Meanwhile, it was never ours to do. And then we wrap it up with traits. Uh, so that program has been a game changer for a lot of people because it's changed the trajectory of their life, whether they started a business, whether they started their passion project, whether they just got some more understanding into who they are, that program has changed you know, the tra- trajectory of their life. And so I'm, I'm just really proud of that one. That is incredible. And I, yeah, I do want to take a pause and acknowledge the thing about your sister. Okay, anybody who is listening, can you relate to a family member who knows you as the first grade version of you or the teenage version of you and wouldn't take advice from you to save their lives? The annoying little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for that tur- that turnaround, to now you having such an impact is big. And I, I believe that is one of the biggest testimonies is yeah. when somebody who is not about to listen to you is one of your biggest advocates because that that uh, speaks volumes to other people in mm-hmm. terms of them coming to you when you have that testimony from somebody like your sister. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I had to remind her, I said, what I found is, and what I find is a lot of the things that we find, you've probably seen these videos, but a lot of the things that we find that are negative about ourselves or that we think are negative or that other people are think are negative. Yeah, that may be the case, but there's some positives within that thing if you if you really discover it. So 
if you remember, one of the main things was my temper. Mm-hmm. So when I had a, you know, when I would get really mad, I would move with my hands. I would move with my body. Same thing I'm doing now. And it captured the same type of attention. The issue was I used that energy the wrong way. And you mentioned a key word earlier. You said focus. The temper is the same thing, which means if I was really mad about something, that means I was really passionate about it. And I focused in on that one thing the entire time. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I had that gift. So I had to extract it and refocus that energy into something more positive. So my sister, for instance, one of her big things is she was always told that you march to the beat of your own drum. This is not how you should do it. This is how everyone else does it. This is how your cousins do it. This is how your friends do it. Like you can't just do your own. And so for her, her marching to the beat of her own drum was a negative thing. And so what she did was she made herself smaller and smaller and smaller. And through the program, she realized, no, me being me, that was my superpower the whole time. And so within whatever you think is negative and within what people tell you, really explore it, figure out where it comes from. But there's some positives within it, because as nature and the laws of nature tell us, there's always going to be rain. There's always going to be sun. There's always going to be day. There's always going to be night. There's yin, there's yang, right? Things have to coexist. And so you have to really dive deep into those things and realize you have something in there that needs to be explored because there is a story of, I'm going to mess this up, but there was a story of a Spanish miner, like he used to mine minerals Mm -hmm. in the 1500s. And so he found a process to extract silver from the mines. And I don't know if it was in Spain when he found that. And so they found a mine, a mountain that is full of silver somewhere else in another country. He travels there. He goes there. He uses the same process to extract it that he did in Spain. It doesn't work. For months, it doesn't work. And he realized at one point after months and months of trial and error that the weather was a little bit different. He needed to change one small formula in his process, in the chemical process, and he was able to extract the silver. So what once was a negative, he turned into a positive. Mm -hmm. And so everyone has that ability. That one millimeter shift is huge. Justin, and I love the way that you explained it changes the trajectory mm-hmm. because it's a mindset shift. And once you have that, it propels you over time. And that I think that is such an important lesson. So you did the program. It's been incredibly successful. What is next for Versatile Success and Justin Rambo? That's a good question. So I, I just started my membership program because before it was just selling courses and then one-on-one coaching services. But I just know from the personal training world, for me, one-on-one will burn me out. Mm-hmm. But I like to have people in front of me where I can impact on a mass scale. So I started my monthly membership program where we meet once a week. And this membership is for individuals who love personal development, but want to use personal development as a vehicle for um, mental and physical growth. When I say physical growth, it's doing something with their life. And we use the FSGT model. So we Mm -hmm. meet once a week. We're in a private group. There's all these different perks to it. And so I've just started that. And and 
think right now we have about 10 members signed up. And so I'm excited about that because every week someone can join and we can grow together because one thing I found is no person is an island unto themselves. It takes relationships, takes a village to grow together and people stay motivated more so when there's like-minded individuals. So that is one thing that's next. Um, And then, you know, I think I want to write another book. So, yeah. Absolutely. You are right there. That is absolutely in your in your future. There's so much, I think, through the process of helping others. I really think that those stories are powerful. And at the beginning of that book needs to be your sister's story. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I like that one. Yep. It's like the opening, the opening. Well, before I get to the part that I'm sure people are waiting for, which is how can they reach you and have access to your programs? I do want to ask you a couple of questions to just learn a little bit more about you and your perspective on life. And so the first one that that I have five questions. And so the first one that I have for you is what three words best describe you? Three words that best describe me. Passion very passionate, uh, charismatic, and determined. Ooh, I like that. Charismatic. I love that word. Okay, next question. What's something about yourself that you're working on improving? Every day, every day. Uh, well, I would say two things is I'm always striving to become a better husband and father. So those two things, you know, family man, because mm-hmm. you can always get better, especially having your own business. You know, you want to make sure that you set aside the right time and instill the right values, right morals without overdoing it. Um, and then also making sure that you're making time for your significant other, your spouse, and not just making time for them, but making allowing them to feel comfortable, heard, and seen you know, with what they have going on versus just what I have going on. That's, I think that's so important because it's clear that that is something that keeps you anchored too. Mm-hmm. It's the love and the bond and the connection that you have with your family that probably fuels the ability for you to be so passionate and driven in your business. Yeah. Can I say something really quick? Yeah. All right. So this is this is going to all tie in. It's actually pretty cool. So my grand, well, not this part, but we'll get to it. But my grandfather passed away last week. And so we had the funeral uh, Saturday. And so, you know, after the funeral, they have food and things like that for the family. Mm-hmm. And so I have family that I haven't seen in years. And then people are coming in from out of town. They're all sitting at different tables. And they look at my family and everyone's staring. And I know exactly why they're staring. Because... All my kids are at the table. My wife is next to me and my ex is next to her. Mm-hmm. The ex I have two daughters by. Everyone's mm-hmm. laughing. Everyone's playing. And it's rare to see the two situations or the two individuals in any relationship being able to get along like that. And so afterwards, my cousins pulled me inside. They said, I didn't know that you guys were all friends. I didn't know you guys all got along. And they said that inspired us because, you know, they have their own situations. And so that was just uh, one of those things where it's not just family, but everything that I've touched, I need to, you know, make right. 
Thank you so much for that. This is so important for people listening because part of the journey of growth and personal development is maturity. Let's just acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And I think the moment you own up to the things that you're working on, you can do, I loved what you said, heal. You can heal and mend and create those beautiful bonds, connections, communication, and relationships that thrive in a different format. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. That's, I mean, and just, I mean, and, and, the, and the irony of it is what brought you all together was, and I'm so sorry to hear about, you know, losing your loved one, because that's always a hard thing, but there's, there was like a, a lesson in that mm-hmm. too for for your your family to see something that they could learn from of you actually have peace yeah. in your life yep. in the relationships that you have and what an example that's being set for your kids exactly and that was a proud moment for me and so i know i knew why they were looking but it was for a good reason yeah they were like whoa this is something we can learn from so yep. that that's oh i'm so glad you shared that story that was awesome Okay, my next question for you is, what's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? That I had to look, act, and talk a certain way in order to elevate my life. And so it wasn't until I got that job in the affluent area where I still looked the same. When I say I enhanced how I talk, it was me just enhancing how I talk, but not trying to sound like others. Um, so for a long time, I believed I had to look a certain way or talk a certain way or to to get ahead in life. And I realized you can grow within who you are and still get ahead in life. Yeah. You embraced your own uniqueness and adapted to just an environment that was a little bit different than mm-hmm. what you were in previously but not, not compromised who you right, are. Right, that's a good word, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, I love that. Okay, what's one thing that you want to see changed in the world? Mm, that's a good one. Huh. So I, I would say the one thing I want to see changed in the world is for everyone to really discover themselves. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the hate and a lot of the anger that goes on, it stems from things that were placed here before a lot of the individuals that are doing the hate or having the anger. They're, you know, they're just perpetuating things that have happened down the line. But I realize once you understand yourself, you start to understand other individuals and you start to become, I guess, more at peace. I guess it puts everything on a, a level playing field is what I'm saying. Like you start to see people for who they are and not what, you know, society may say they are or what you've learned they are. And so if I had to say one thing, personal development, uh, just growing personal growth, whatever you want to call it, it enhances every area of your life. So that's what I would like to see change is for people to take personal development more serious. But I think one of the issues is, like my my story, did I have to go to a vending machine to get it? I didn't know where to get it from. There's a lot out there. You don't know where to go. So, you know, that's one thing I'm working on. But yeah, definitely personal development is the one thing I want to see people really dive into. Yeah. 
What would the world be like if everyone took a look in the mirror and actually explored that? That is <laughs> so big. If we didn't have a world of judgment, because I think that is where yep. those things come from, right? The hate, the anger, some of the animosity and chaos that we're seeing, it the world would be a very different place. So yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. My final question is what's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess it's not that hard. My mom told me when I was a kid that I can be anything I want. And so uh, she was talking to her sister last year and her sister lives in North Carolina. And she was saying, Oh, I see Justin on Facebook and Instagram. He's doing really good for himself. Make sure you let him know that I said that. And so my mom calls me and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, my side of the family sees you down South. And they said, you're doing really good. Um, and you're in, in you're, you're setting a trend for the family members, the future family member, the younger ones. I said, mom, I didn't start that trend. She said, what do you mean? I said, you're the one who told me I can be anything I want. It started with you. So that's probably one of the best pieces of advice I was given. Mama dropping the knowledge that stuck with you. That is so beautiful. Make sure you say that to her on Mother's Day, too. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm a mama's yet. boy, so yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, that that is some of the, the best, most beautiful stuff that sticks with you is, is your parents. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, that must have meant a lot to her. Yeah. For, it you, did. for you to say that yeah. is you're just, you know, honoring her and giving her that credit. That's so amazing. So, okay, now on to the important question that everyone's been waiting for is, um, how can people follow you, get in touch with you, learn about the programs, maybe even get the membership because that is something that they can do right now. And I would love for them to know how to do that. Yeah. So uh, you can go to my website. It's www.versatilesuccess.com. On the website, you'll find the podcast. You'll find the lost and found program information. You'll find their membership information. And for anyone that wants to be a member, so you can try it out. Come to one of the membership meetups, or the member nice. meetups on a Saturday. Try it out, see if it works for you, and then decide whether or not you want to continue. Uh, so you can find me on the website, www.versatilesuccess.com, but you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at mr.personal.development. Mr.personal.development. True to the name, Justin. True to the name. I love it, yeah. I love it. I am so inspired by you. I definitely just want to make sure to say, please follow Justin. I, when I wake up and I, and I, of course, do my workouts and other things first to do the self care and then go to the, technologies. I've learned that too myself. So <laughs> I, I agree with you with the affirmations and making sure you fill up your cup in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, part, part of that though, if you, you know, uh, if, if you are going to follow people. So I will say this because social media is, it's an interesting place. Yes. It's kind of, I kind of like what you said, going back to the lightness and the dark and the yin and the yang, yep. you could go there and get defeated and negativity and you know feel not so good after spending some time scrolling or 
you can follow individuals that you will actually learn from, grow from, be inspired by. And that is how I feel about you. Justin and your, definitely and your appreciate it. and your work. I'm I'm just so glad that we cross paths, you know, between um I think a, a few different I mean that that's the other beauty of the internet is being, you know, you surround yourself with like-minded people like you said and you get more exposure to the kinds mm. of things they're doing and that's why I knew I had to have you on the show um is because I seen you doing that and we run in some of those same circles following um, great inspirational people and wanting to be of service to others. And so I just thank you for your work because it is making such a huge difference. And um, this is, there's more to come, you know? There's like, a lot I'm, more, yeah. So much more to come because I want, I mean, you're gonna like, I just think five years from now, there's gonna be like a book series and <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. So, and it's, you know, I mean, I, I, I would leave that parting shot with what you said and, and going back to your mom's advice is you could be anything you want. Your your limit is you. Mm -hmm. Your Once you get out of your own way, things change and you're a clear example of that. Um, you you went back to the bat after three three attempts and you yeah. and here you are, you know, you didn't give up. So it's amazing. Definitely. Well, I Appreciate having you, or I'm used to being a host, so that's why I say that. But I appreciate you having me on your platform and all of the work you're doing. Uh, it just it, it, it's refreshing to know that there's others out there. So that's why I like to surround myself with individuals like you and then a lot of the people that we're connected to. So uh, I definitely, you know, hats off to you for starting this and hats off to you for just, you know, inspiring individuals and just going forward. And uh, I'm looking forward to where we all go because as they say, all boats or all boats rise with the tide all yeah. ships rise with the tide yeah right mm -hmm. exactly exactly well now that things are starting to open up i see in our future the opportunity to actually be together in a physical location where we can really create that energy and vibration together so that is that is my next uh, mission for the two of us is to be able to do this in community with a lot of the other fellow folks who are wanting to accomplish and influence and inspire so definitely well we'll see each other i know soon i believe in it and i have hope for that so thanks again justin for coming on the show thank you what a blessing to have Mr. Personal Development, Justin Rambo, on the show. His story and his turning point were so powerful to listen to. And so I want to leave you with this. One of the greatest parts of me listening to Justin was the moment that he shared his turning point. In his turning point, he had extreme focus because he eliminated distractions in his life and was able to lean into his awakening and in light speed of time, write a book, start a podcast, start his business. Shortly after that, develop his program. What distractions do you have in your life right now that if you took those away would give you the ability to focus and accelerate in the areas that you need to? What would it look like for you? 
to get supercharged and super laser focused to finally accomplish that thing that you have been wanting to for so long. What would that be for you? Think about that. Such an awesome episode, an awesome interview. I am inspired. I feel energized by Justin and I hope you do too. Don't forget to return because next week, you know, there is going to be a magnificent, awesome episode. I will tell you that next week's episode is going to be insanely powerful. We're talking about something that I have not talked about yet on any show. My last podcast or this podcast yet, but we're talking about race. And I have an incredible guest with so much knowledge who is in the political space for over the last 15 years and has made a tremendous amount of impact and is such an inspiration to the Asian community. And I hold that so near and dear to my heart as somebody who is a Filipina, as somebody who grew up in both the Filipino and Polynesian culture, and to see the kinds of things that are happening in our society right now, and for us to have an opportunity and a platform to change things for the better, excites me like crazy. So tune in next week to an episode that you do not want to miss on the Born Unbreakable podcast. I am so grateful. I am so thankful for you showing up every week and listening and getting inspired along with me. Do not forget that you are your only limit. So take action today. And I look forward to the next episode.